Welcome to Beaver Lodge Alliance's sermon podcast. We're so glad to join you. This is the latest sermon. We pray that you would receive encouragement, exhortation, and that Jesus would speak to you through this sermon. Enjoy. So let's welcome Esther Johnstone on up uh, to bring the word of the Lord for us. Well, good morning, and as Greg has already told you who I am, I've been in this church for a while. I've lived in this area for a while, so many of you know me. A couple of uh, you don't know who I am, but anyway. Welcome again, and Happy New Year. It's always hard to remember. We used to write so many checks, and we'd always have to be careful about putting you know, the new year on it. I have spoken in times past here on either the last Sunday of December or the first Sunday of January, and I jokingly said two years ago I could just revive that message, and that is true again today, and some of you would have been here for that, others know, but what do you give for a New Year's message? I was thinking of that part in uh, Isaiah Forgetting that which is behind and pressing forward to new things, or I'm doing a new thing. And we want a new thing here in our church. Uh, I'm actually going to be speaking from Psalm 71, which if you know that psalm, the headings in some Bibles say, a psalm for the aged. And I don't want to seem really morbid or depressing this morning, but it has a lot to say to all of us, whatever your age is. Yes, we're all getting older. And if we haven't seen each other for a while, we say, oh man. We go home and say, oh, did you notice so-and-so? He looks so old, or such and such a thing. We, we are all getting older. Or even the little children, we say, look at how they've grown. Well, how old is older? To the young child here, to Baron, I wonder what he would say is old. I don't know. To the teenager, you know, the teenager might say, well, all my teachers are old. Uh, to the young adult, you suddenly realize, oh, look at my age, look at my parents or my grandparents. To the middle-aged, you might suddenly wake up and say, hey, Half my life is over. If I live to be 100 and I'm 50, like I've already lived half my life. Or to the senior citizen, the one who is going to be on Canada pension, you suddenly realize, oh, how could I be this age? How could it be? Growing up, I don't think I knew anyone in their 90s. I don't think so. And 100, I don't think so. My grandparents were all gone uh, when I was born, so... I didn't have older people in my life. Well, there's uh, something that I copied off uh, something on the internet here. It's called Growing Old, the philosophy for old age. Do you realize that the only time in our lives when we like to get old is when we're kids? If you're less than 10 years old, you've, you're so excited about aging that you think in fractions. How old are you? 
I'm four and a half. You're never 36 and a half or 50 and a half. You're four and a half going on five. That's the key. You get into your teens, now they can't hold you back. You jump to the next number, or even a few ahead. How old are you? Well, I'm almost able to get my driver's license or my learner's license. You could be 13, but hey, you're going to be 14. You're going to be 16. And then the greatest day of your life, and when this was written, it used to be, big thing was being 21, but you become 21. Even the words sound like a ceremony. You become 21. And when you turn 30, ooh, what happened there? Makes you sound like bad milk. He turned. We had to throw him out. There's no fun now. You're just a sour dumpling. What's wrong? What's changed? You become 21. You turn 30. Then you're pushing 40. Whoa! Put on the brakes. It's all slipping away. Before you know it, you reach 50 and your dreams are gone. But wait, you make it to 60. You didn't think you would? So you become 21, turn 30, push 40, reach 50, and make it to 60. You've built up so much speed that you hit 70. <laughs> After that, it's a day-by-day -day thing. And you hit Sunday, January 1st, 2023. Now this is, I'm not 80 yet, but you get into your 80s and every day is a complete cycle. You hit lunch, you turn 4.30, you reach bedtime, and it doesn't end there into the 90s. You start going backwards. I was just 92. Then a strange thing happens. You make it over 100, you become a little kid again. I'm 100 and a half. May you make it to a healthy hundred and a half. And it went on to say how to stay young, which was interesting. It said, throw out non-essential numbers like your age and your weight. Let the doctors worry about that. Keep only cheerful friends. That's a good one. Uh, keep learning. Enjoy the simple things. Laugh often, long and loud. Laugh until you gasp for breath. The tears can happen, but endure, grieve, and move on. The only person who is with us in our, our entire life is ourselves. Be alive when you are alive. Surround yourself with what you love. Your home is your refuge. Cherish your health. If it is good, preserve it. If it is unstable, improve it. If it is beyond what you can improve, get help. Don't take guilt trips. Trips, but not to where you, the guilt is. Tell people that you love them at every opportunity. So that was what I copied out of the internet quite a few years ago, actually. Well, after today's message, I would want you to connect with some older people in your life. Look around. We have older people right here in our group, part of our body. That's good. We also have young people and children. That's also very good. But we want to address people with care, sensitivity, and grace. 
Maybe you weren't, won't learn anything new this morning, and after hearing hundreds of sermons, if you're my age, you might yawn and do what I used to tell my students to do when they had extra time, creatively daydream. So however, it is my prayer that you will have some takeaway from today to give you pause and that you will take some little step of action in 2023 that will improve your life in some way. Now we're going to look at Psalm 71 in a bit. You know, we are a youth-oriented culture. Millions of products out there to stay looking young or at least appear to be young. So aging, well, we can feel very invisible. We can feel very marginalized even ignored. Maybe not consciously, but that can happen. But it can also happen to singles and to single moms, to people without families here in the area. Are you retired may sound even like a suggestion that your days of usefulness are over. In the past, you should take it easy. So, Psalm 71 holds out some goals and declarations for all of us, regardless of our age. It's a reminder for many of us. The author is not really known, uh, but the psalm often indicates, I think, actually, it was David. There are apparently, I don't know the ones, this is online, but 50 references to other psalms. Uh, Seems like David's style and some of his phrases. So no matter what, it's for us today. So we're going to look at Psalm 71, the first three verses. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Now here, the writer declares his trust in God. I see strength there. He didn't start out the psalm with a lament. He started out with strength, rock, fortress, protection. Be my anchor, my solid friend. Words in a contemporary song say, He is our way maker, our miracle worker, light in the darkness. And so many times, if we're at a low point, we can remind ourselves and him, Lord, you are my way maker. Make a way here. Make a a miracle happen. Show me the light. It seems so dark. Then verses 4 through 6. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. He has seen God's care from his earliest age. That's why I love the song, The Goodness of God, which was sung this morning. And to remind you again of what it said, and we sang, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. 
you've led me through the fire. In the darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. Such a wonderful song. Psalm 71, 7 through 11. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. The Message Bible of verse 9 says, Don't turn me out to pasture or put me on a shelf when I can't pull my weight. Wow. Our need is increasing when strength is failing. We seem to be slipping. I can't even open the jar of pickles anymore. I had to get Amy to come over and, and open a little vial for my eye drops. We seem to be slipping, and it's not easy to face that. And we think of, oh man, I used to be so strong. I used to do this and that. Well, whether we're slipping in our strength, in our memory, our joys are disappearing or dis uh, going away, and even our siblings are passing away. And we may even note our spiritual decline, which I really noted during COVID. It happens, even in Bible times. You know, when you think about David, uh, they claim that he might have been 50 years old when he had his affair with Bathsheba. Like, what was that about? He knew better. But there it was and is. But we don't throw out the Bible and his story. And we hang on to knowing, you know, God does see things differently, thankfully. And even Solomon, you know, the greatest man that ever lived, supposedly, and look at how he declined in his latter years. That, that Yet there are others where they trusted all through their lives. Or they became firm believers and then went on, like the Apostle Paul, to write much of the New Testament. I think of Caleb, who at 85 was given a part of Canaan. I think of Moses, at 80, was called to go back and do a mighty work for God and lead the children of Israel out of bondage. I think of Daniel. What an amazing story when you think of him. Of Job, even, and all the terrible things that happened to him, and then it came around later that he was so blessed. I think through the Christmas story of Simeon, who was, we don't know how old he was, but it says that he uh, was, now I can die, he said, after he had seen Jesus. I think of the prophetess Anna, who lived in the temple until she was 85. I think of Elizabeth and Zachariah, who were old. We don't actually know how old, but look at them and Abraham and Sarah. So God can use whatever age. So verses 12 and 13, Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly, God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. If this psalm was written by David, and it could have been, it could easily have been when he was hiding or fleeing from when one of his sons was 
trying to take the throne away from uh, um, Solomon. So help now, Lord, as years advance. Will everything continue to be okay? And I find myself thinking that, is it going to be okay to live in my house till till when? Till what? Uh, When we feel particularly vulnerable and weak, we naturally have moments of fear and doubt. And I know of people who have been even close to death and they fret and worry. What if what I believed in Jesus and God was just a myth or just something to hold me? How quickly the bottom can fall out. A lost job, money, our savings gone, uh, death, sickness, cancer, all these things can drag us down. And how we easily forget that God is with us. He has our back. He wants the best for us. And we've just come through the Christmas season. Emmanuel, God with you. So verses 14 to 16. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate them all, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. You know, there comes a time to declare. And Amy led us one Sunday in the Lordship Prayer. And there are these cards still in the foyer, a slightly different front on it. But I go back to this. You know, what a thing that would be for 2023 to just have this lordship prayer before us almost every morning. But Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my need of you. Lord of my mind and my attitudes and my mental health. Lord of my body and my physical health. Lord of my spirit and my worship. Lord of my family and all my relationships. Lord of my sexuality and all its expression. Lord of all my material goods and needs. Lord of all my finances. Lord of all my emotions and all my reactions. Lord of my will and all my decisions. And I've come many times to this part. Lord of the manner and time of my death. Thank you that your blood was shed, that I might be set free. And even as I recognized, as my three of my siblings were passing away, I could hang on to that. Lord, you are Lord of the manner and the timing of their deaths, and even of my own. So we can declare that. We can declare it to our own generation, but also to the next generation. Verses 17 and 18 say, Since my youth, God, you have taught me, And to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Yes, I have seen God's faithfulness to me. And actually, uh, two years ago, in the thick of having the COVID restrictions, I really was hitting a real low point, and I was actually talking to a counselor online, and one of the things she said was, why don't you just sit down and write out 
the blessings of God through the years. Because I was sort of, well, I've called it languishing because it truly was. It was an awful space for me to be in. And uh, I'm not totally out of that even yet, but I have to face things that are different. But I, I went home, or I went to my thing, and I started writing. And I thought of, as a child, through my teen years, through my young adult, through my mid-30s, and on and on, and wrote it out. Now, I brought this out, oh, about three weeks ago, and I thought, I need to revamp that. I need to add in paragraphs. I need to put more into it. But after I wrote it out, even at that time, like I had 21 things here, and I got tired of writing it out. But I thought, wow, you know, I can go back to that. Yeah, look at that. I was given the opportunity to go to Edmonton and become a teacher. I had someone who encouraged me, Marg Sharkey, who encouraged me to become a teacher. They allowed me to play, use their piano, to learn how to play the piano. Like all those things, we can take so much for granted. But what a difference in our attitude if every morning or every night we looked at the day and said, hey, I saw the hand of God there today. I, I saw, as I backed out of my driveway, I didn't get hit by that vehicle that raced by me all of a sudden that I didn't see or out in front of the post office. I backed up and I didn't run over anybody. I mean, all these things. So it's called, some people call it an evidence list. What a great thing that is. And even at the top, just recently I wrote this from Psalm 77. Your path led me through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen even when we can't see what God is doing. Wow. You know, even if you have to look in retrospect. Time to declare. Time to go back and see where we see the hand of God. And when you're visiting someone, if you say, oh, I don't want to visit so-and-so because I don't know what to say to them. Well, you can ask, where did you see the hand of God in bringing you to this place? Or where did you see the hand of God as you were growing up? I mean, we can phrase it in whatever way, but get them to talk about how God moved in their lives and what a blessing that can be as we declare God's goodness from year to year. And when you're gripped by the impossible, we can speak Jesus. I love that song too. We can speak Jesus. I've been thinking about that even over Beaver Lodge. Let's speak Jesus over this place every day. And imagine how many people would come to know Jesus. And I speak Jesus over every heart and every mind till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Shout Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. We can do that. We can declare that. Even speak Jesus over our day if there are a whole pile of things going wrong or whatever is happening. Verses 19 to 21. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things. Who is like you, God? 
Though you have made me see troubles many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. And I thank God for the restoration that he has done in my life uh, over the years. Uh, sometimes I don't know what to do. And, uh, you know, this may seem a little creepy, but in Jeremiah and Isaiah, I have the verses if you need them, but God promises to be our husband. And there are times at my house I think, oh, Lord, you've said you'd be my husband. And if you, if you are my husband, you would show me what to do about my furnace. I mean, you would show me what to do about my water heater. And I give him time to show me. It, it's amazing. I don't have to feel alone. As a widow, I don't have to be alone. He is with me. Then verse 22 and 20 to 24. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. As John Piper says when he's in a nursing home, he doesn't want to be known as the old crabby man. And I think if that happens to me that I'm in a nursing home, I don't want to be known as that sour old lady in room 24. So, you know, this, this part of the psalm talks about music. And we all know, if you've been here for a while, we go through periods that some people are all upset about the music. Uh, and I had to go back and look at that. Why do we love the hymns? Because that's what we grew up with. And so the people, younger people sitting here, you're, you've grown up with a different set. And I think that the music through the years ministers so deeply to us. You know, the old hymns, then there were the Gaither songs, and then there were, you know, we were singing King, King James verses, and sometimes they pop out, you know, and if I had a better singing voice this morning, you know, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will joy over me with joy, and, and even gave the references to the verses. Fantastic. And then there are the contemporary ones, which we've heard this morning, thanks to Cale and Farrell. Wow, such deep understanding and joy we do need to worship our king so for 2023 you know we love to talk about resolutions and how long we're going to keep them but i'd like to suggest one this morning that the first day of each month this is what i want to do i want to actually take the time sit down and write down how i have seen his hand in my life that month so on February 1st, I will, well, today, I will sit down and I will revamp that list that I have here. And then I've also seen people say, well, have a jar. And every evening, write down how you have seen it. I don't know if we'd be disciplined enough to do that, but it surely would be great. And at the end of the year, 365 slips of paper to go, to go through and talk about, wow, how amazing. But I also want to speak Jesus over many situations 
that I hear about when I'm praying for others in my own life and family, as I encounter them, I will remember the character of God. I will remember and reclaim the confidence that we can have, that we have a mighty king who is coming for us. And as we age, I've heard more than one, I wish Jesus would just come. Yes, we don't want to die. Just let him come and take us. Wow. But if he doesn't come before I die, he is with me to the end. And declare his sovereignty. Lord, you are Lord of everything. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this fresh new year. It may look daunting and even terrifying, but help us each day, each week, yes, each month, to see your hand at work on our behalf. Fill us anew with your Holy Spirit to have fresh eyes to see and listening ears to hear all you want to do in our lives in 2023. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you'd like more information about us or find out ways to contact us, visit our website at www.beaverlodgealliancechurch.com. We pray today that you would experience the love, presence, and power of Jesus Christ and then make him known.